You're listening to the Christian Single Moms Podcast. Welcome to the Christian Single Moms Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Donnelly, founder of Agape Moms, and I'm so glad you could join me for this episode today. Here on the podcast, we emphasize discovering you on the journey through. And what that means is I believe that every single mom can discover a life of peace, power, and purpose. And I believe that she can do it right through the things that God is carrying her through in her season as a single mom. Today on the podcast, we are talking about purpose and calling. And this is a subject that I know is really difficult when we're going through an upheaval of life or a major life change, that what we may have thought was our calling or purpose before as a wife or as a mother has changed and it can feel really uncomfortable. It can feel that we're even maybe now disqualified from what we thought God had for us. And there can be a lot of shame that goes along with that. But something that God has been revealing to me through this season, number one, is that my calling is not defined by any one specific role or relationship, that He's given me unique gifts and abilities that go to serving His good purposes in a variety of ways and to a variety of people. And so that just because I lost my quote-unquote status as a wife didn't mean that I lost my standing or purpose as far as it related to what God wanted to do with my life. The second thing that God has taught me in this is that my mistakes or the path that I have walked down has not disqualified me from having a purpose or a calling. It's actually been the thing that's qualified me, that the people that He is calling me to comfort and to bring peace and to bring closer to God, that actually He's using those rough spots in my life to help smooth out not only my own rough edges, but the rough edges in other people's lives as well. My guest today is Chloe Gooden, and Chloe has a ministry also to single and divorced women. And Chloe and I have kind of a similar story on this topic. Both of us thought, yeah, we're going to get through these difficult marriages, and then we're going to have a great marriage ministry. And in the midst of our marriages breaking apart, we realized that God had a different plan and a different calling for our lives. And so Chloe and I are going to talk today a little bit about discovering that calling and rediscovering what God would have for you when things don't go as planned. We're going to talk about how relationships of all kinds can either add to our calling or can distract us from it. And then we're also going to talk a little bit about dating and how that also can play into or take away from our calling. I heard a great sermon recently from Holly Furtick, and she was talking about this idea of calling. And so many times we're trying to figure out what is the exact assignment. And these are things that do shift through the course of our lives. But the thing that Holly said that I thought was so good was she was talking about the fact that calling is something that's on all of our lives, that God has called us, and that the call consistently is for us to surrender to the plans and purposes that He would have for us. And that's something we can do regardless of whether or not we know exactly what the specific assignment would be, and that those assignments do change as we go from season to season. One of the reasons I think exploring our purpose is so important is that it also helps us to deal with feelings of loneliness that we might be experiencing in this season as single moms. Loneliness is something that all of us experiences in a somewhat different way, but we can understand the patterns and then there's something that we can do about it. To help with this, I have created a quiz over at agapemoms.com forward slash quiz, and it's called What's Your Loneliness Type? When you take that quiz and it takes just a couple of minutes, you'll have the ability to start to understand what your specific patterns are and then what you might be able to do to make changes. If you'd like to get started on that quiz, again, that's at agapemoms.com forward slash quiz. I'd like to start off by telling you a little bit about Chloe. Chloe M. Gooden is an author, mentor, speaker, and founder of Chloe M. Gooden Ministries, which houses Ruby's Healing and Letting Go and After Miscarriage. She has published several books, including her new release, The Breakup, How to Let Go of Your Ex, Heal, Forgive, and Move Forward. She also has her own YouTube channel and podcast, Convos with Chloe. She's been in ministry for over 10 years and hopes to bring healing guidance, hope 
freedom and encouragement and allow women to experience a beautiful life on earth and eternity in heaven. I was recently a guest on Chloe's podcast, and she and I just have so much fun together whenever we're chatting. And I know that a lot of that comes from the fact that this woman has a deep, deep love for the Lord and a lot of excitement about what God is doing in her life as she moves into this next season. Here is my conversation with Chloe Gooden. Chloe, I am so excited to have you with me tonight yeah. actually we're recording a night session this is fun <laughs> <laughs> always fun after you've had a long work day <laughs> yeah i gotta get my fuzzy slippers on here like get yes, some popcorn out but i'm excited too chloe because you have so much wisdom i feel like when it comes to how pain and purpose come together and how our relationships and purpose intertwine and i know for myself Purpose was something that I never really got a good grasp on. I didn't feel that I understood my purpose ever really before I got married. And then I didn't certainly know what it was other than my marriage when I was married. I thought my entire purpose was wife and kids. Mm. I guess I was the wife, but (laughs) my entire purpose (laughs) was marriage and kids. And so then when the marriage disappeared, I felt like a lot of purpose disappeared for me. So as we get rolling here, though, I want to know if you'll talk a little bit about kind of how you journeyed through heartbreak to open up the ministry work that you're doing now, open your life to that. And, you know, how, how that journey began for you. Hmm. I, I, honestly, I feel like that's what opened it up the heartbreak, the pain. That's what started it. Um, when I first felt called into ministry, it was in 2012. And I remember I had gone through just a ton of heartbreak with different guys. And I remember vividly being in a women's meeting, like a women's group or some type of, we was reading some type of book. And the more I read it, I just felt this pull, this emotional pull, this spiritual pull, and it just would not let me go. And I remember asking, um, I think my dad about it. And he said he felt that too, when he mm. was getting called into ministry. But of course, when you hear ministry, you're like, so like, I got to be a pastor over a church? No, (laughs) (laughs) you know, but um, I remember uh, just struggling through um, celibacy and, you know, dating the right way and still struggle, especially after you get married and come out of a marriage, it's really Mm -hmm. even harder. Mm -hmm. Um, And I remember vividly just hearing, I didn't know then that was God. I know now when it's God or the Holy Spirit, same thing. And so um, mm-hmm. I just remember vividly like write a book. So my mind was just thinking, how am I going to get this published? I don't really get it. Like, I just didn't get it. And he just was like, you just write. I got the rest. And that's mm-hmm. literally what happened. Um, I was actually over the children's ministry. I love kids on the other side of me. And the guy, the ma- the pastor that was over the children's ministry, I think I just mentioned something about writing. He called me. We were just talking about stuff with church. And he said, oh, send me over what you're writing. So I just sent it over. He literally called me one day. It was like, mm, I know a lady that does like self-publishing and she'll do the cover. She'll do all this stuff. She'll put it on Amazon. Duh, duh, duh. He was like, and I'm going to pay for it. I was like, oh, okay. Like, I was like, oh, okay. You know, and um, the way she did it though, and I usually can pick up on things if you show me the way she did, it, I ended up figuring out how to do it myself. Mm-hmm. And um, after like her, but the point, like when that happened, the communication side of me was like, well, if I have a book, who exactly am I going to sell it to? Who is this mm-hmm. for? That mm-hmm. is where her work as far as rumors came from. Literally. Mm-hmm. I just, on Facebook, that was when like it wasn't a million Facebook pages though. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, but I started my Facebook page, and as they say, the rest is history. You know, and wow. it started from pain. Yeah. Uh, I think people have to realize like a lot of what we go through, even though it's painful for us, pain helps us connect with people because we all are going through pain. Mm-hmm. We all are going through hurt. We all need some type of comfort and healing and the only way we can connect with people is that we have to go through pain too Mm. and we have to see what it feels like I know we want to have this comfortable amazing life and Lord wants us to have a loving life too 
but how can we connect with people if we don't go through anything? Yeah, that's so yeah. good. Oh my gosh, girl. <laughs> There's yeah. so much wisdom in what you just said. And it's that compassion of being able to connect one-to-one yes. through the things that we've gone through yeah. that says, I see you. But then I find that those are times where I feel again, that God is like, but I see you too. You know, it's, yes. it's reciprocal. Yes. Even when I've, I mean, I've had women that I'm emailing with and they're telling me like, I'm sorry for what you've gone through. And I'm like, Oh, thank you. (laughs) Like, I don't think about myself that often anymore, you know, but it's just, it's, it's that connectivity that really does bring the purpose out of the things that we've gone through. Tell me a little bit about your upbringing or your younger years. Did you have a sense at all about calling or purpose or any of the reason why you were made to be on this planet? Growing up, I did always, how can I say this? And that is one thing that I was going to talk about as far as like how to kind of, at least one of the things I would pay attention to in, in regards to finding out your calling. Mm-hmm. Pay attention. I paid attention to remember things people would say to me. Um, now, not everything because everybody doesn't have great things to say. And that doesn't mean you, don't, you shouldn't take critique. But it's certain things that will kind of stand out to you. So I remember people always saying how distinctive my voice was or, mm. um, oh, you, you have like a good radio voice. You need those people to speak things in your life who see those gifts in you. It's like I knew I was supposed to be on stage in the spotlight, not in like an arrogant way. Yeah, I just yeah. knew that like... To communicate on a platform. Yes, yeah. I knew... It was something. Um, mm-hmm. If I did, I was in a lot of plays in theater, and I just remember anytime I would do it, it was really impactful. Um, but over, and I used to sing a lot too. But over time, I could mm-hmm. tell God. I truly believe to this day, <laughs> God limited my voice just so I would not get distracted by singing. I, love, <laughs> I'm, I really think He did. Like I feel like I'm gonna put her right there. Oh, that is funny. Distracted. <laughs> it's like i want you to know that you have a gifting but i don't want you to go too far off in that direction (laughs) i don't oh yeah he knew he knew knew. and the more it happened though god was teaching me like i think i found myself when i was saying um in the church Mm. i noticed a lot of times i started speaking and prophesying i'm not prophesying but you know just speaking over people and talking and god was like because you are a speaker Mm. because you are meant to prophesy over people because you so he just taught me to like stop trying to hide behind what I hide stop trying to sing others people's encouragement you have your own words of encouragement stop trying to you know use other people's uh, words through theater no you have words and that helped me but it helped because I was brought up in the church and I was it's not just about church necessarily you know I was in girls incorporated and just in all these things that pulled out my gifts yeah. um you know I was brought up of course and I was brought up in a Christian um what do you call it? Like household. Mm-hmm. So I think just all of that shaped me um, into where I am now. Uh, but it did take a while. I mean, it takes a while to like really zoom in on your your purpose. I will say this though: I do think that we tend to try to find the perfect dot point dark of where our purpose is. And I had to learn that there is no point. There is mm. no end to what God has called you to do. It's a process. It's yeah. a growth. It changes. It. You just need to focus on what are your gifts and then just be open to what he decides to use it. So don't look for like it's one thing. That's mm. not what it's about. Um, it's about know what you are and who you are. So whether you're an evangelist, a teacher, a speaker, a prayer, a prophesier, is that how you said that's not a word? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. Be that and let him just use it in different avenues. Um, but don't think it's just this one thing. I've seen it used in different ways over time. Yeah. I love that you are saying that because I have experienced the same thing where it is this gradual process and it changes. And even something that you may attempt that looks like a failure in one season could actually be preparation for some other work that you would do later down the road. And I think I was always confused about the roles that we have in life and thinking that like, oh, that's my assignment and not realizing Mm -hmm. that your quote unquote assignment is something that does pull on all those giftings and all those experience, all those roles, all the things that you're doing as you explore who you are and then how that relates to God's work through you in your connectivity to other people. But I think 
what you're saying about gifts is so beautiful because that was how God helped me out of my breakup, my divorce was rediscovering who he made me to be first. And it was in Mm. realizing that I had never truly accepted my giftings and said, I am good at this, which was the reason why I never really understood my purpose and why I was here. And so once I could grab onto this sense of like, okay, I'm actually good at writing or good at speaking or have an interest in these things, or I like talking about these subjects. I like reading about this stuff that he showed me how all that was going to pull together to become ministry. And that's for this season. I don't know what it's going to change and look like in the future, but I know for right now, this is where he's planting me. Yeah. But, but it does really take, I think we feel like, oh my gosh, how am I going to ever figure out like what, you know, God's purpose is for me. Yeah. 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 And it's like, it's so beautiful when it's this actual, like gradual organic process that comes out of just yes. us getting deep down into exploring those giftings, the things that come easy to us. You know, I feel like we, we feel like we're supposed to do the things that we don't want to do. Like if you don't want to do kids ministry, yes. you know, or whatever. that's what your calling is. You know? <laughs> but it's like, no, he's going to call you to do things that you enjoy. Um, Somewhat, yeah, that that are somewhat more natural for you. So talk about relationships though, and how in your experience and in in just the women that you've worked with, how relationships can take us towards our purpose or can distract us from our purpose, what that's looked like for you. You know, I was actually thinking about that when I was going over that in my mind. And I really think it's even a third part or middle part to that. I think that it can distract you from your purpose, lead you towards your purpose. It's part of your purpose. Mm -hmm. Um, The breakups, the good times, the bad times, everything, because in the midst of everything we go through, God also is pruning us. It's part of it. And so all of the relationship that I've gone through, even who I was as a person, I feel like I did all of the things that all women do Mm -hmm. or doing or have done. And I also have noticed throughout my relationship experiences, God never allowed me to go through it too long. My situation were always extremely intense. I would go through things that people went through in like five years and one year. Mm. Um, I mean, and, and it can really break somebody almost, but I think God knows what he really does know what you can handle with him, with him. Mm. Um, but I think that a lot of what I went through, some of the stuff we go through, though, we have to realize it's because of us. It has nothing to do with um, that God had in his mind, like, I'm going to allow this to happen. So she, no, he gave us free will. So some situations we're in, it's because of us. Mm-hmm. However, because God is so loving and amazing and such a second time chance person, all of that, he'll use it, though. He'll use yeah, it. He'll right. see, you know, even when I went into... Like, honestly, like my second marriage, I had a really deep feeling that I'm about to go through a lot of suffering and I called off the wedding. I will never forget that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, but I then, you know, we end up basically still getting married. And I know that God was trying to like, hey, turn around, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. but I was focused on, I left my job and moved back home. I had, um, you know, I was ready to move in a place with my husband. I was ready to have children. I was super focused on my desires. And that's usually where we mess up at. We try to, we get, we let our desires trump God's will for our lives and our calling of our lives. Mm -hmm. Cause we think that's what I want. That's what I want to do. Even though we hearing something. And I think God already knew I was going to do this. I think he just more so used it for my good. And as much as it hurts so much, what I went through and still healing from it, I learned so much about myself and I changed tremendously. And he needs those situations sometimes to change us. I mean, Joseph went through a lot. He saw in a dream exactly what he was called to do. It took him like, I want to say it was 13 years. I I may may have been more than 13 years. Mm -hmm. He probably never would have thought he was going to be a slave and then in jail. Then he tried to get out of jail early. Then he got back again. So, I mean, I think that it's all a part of everything that I went through. That doesn't mean, though, that I need to go back to a situation like that again. Like, learn it. All right, time to move on. You know, Joseph doesn't need to go back to slavery. Like, why does he need that? So, I think it's just all of it. I think it was a part of it. It distract. Now, when I say distract, um, it was moments within even my marriage and relationships where they helped me in my calling. 
But what you have to watch is that you may be in your giftings, but not your calling. It's a mm. difference. Everything that you're good at doesn't mean you're necessarily called to do it. It's some things that I'm great. Notice I was using my gifts, but it just wasn't in the correct area. And then two, when you're going through a lot and you're suffering, it's really hard to be in your calling. It's, mm-hmm. You just don't have the energy for it. You know, I mean, yeah. you just, you're just tired. You're trying to figure out what's going on with your own life. And don't always, though, assume either that the things that you're going through the relationship is a distraction. It may be a part of the journey to get you where you called to be, too. So you, it just takes a lot of prayer, I think, yeah. to know like where you are. That was great what you just said, that it may not necessarily be a distraction. It may be getting you to where you're supposed to go. And I recognize sometimes it kind of feels like a little bit of both because I know that my marriage caused me to shrink to the point where I did not feel that I was extremely gifted in anything. I didn't feel that I was very valuable as in terms of contribution, you know, to very many people or that I had much to even say. And all of the setbacks, all the things that I went through just made me feel disqualified. And so there were a lot of things that in that period of time where it felt like I just kind of went into this like cocoon But all that being said, just like you said, busting out of that cocoon was, I mean, it was an explosion that completely changed my life. I was transformed personally in just so many different ways where I was able to finally embrace all these things that I felt were not even there. And so then in recognizing that they were there, it was like, oh my goodness, like new life birthed out of all of this stuff. God, let's do something with this. You know, what do you, what do you want to do? And then being able to take as I healed those bold steps into saying, "All right, well, let's let's go." I feel like, you know, God showed me his faithfulness here and here and here and here and so if this is what he's calling me to, then let's go, you know. But so it was but it was that period of time where I had to go through that suffering in order to find the transformation that made yeah the purpose really just way more clear, but, but I will say too, like, as I've gotten out of an unhealthy relationship and now discovered this, you know, sense of my purpose and my giftings and things like that, as I step into new relationships, I can see which ones would be distracting, which ones would take the focus off of my calling instead of, you know, amplifying it. And so I want to know if you'll share a little bit of your perspective on that as far as how our relationships can amplify our calling or that they can be something that divides our attention. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that that's why it's so important to know it first. I will. I do feel like I knew my calling before the marriages and relationships. Um, And as time went on, like I was saying, some of the relationships were part of me being able to connect with people on these Mm -hmm. situations. And if I didn't go through it, I would have been able to connect to it. Even going into the after miscarriage um, ministry, I had to go through that to get it. Don't be so closed-minded, though, that if they don't have a certain vocation or act a certain way, there's no way you're the one. Oh, still be prayerful because you don't know what role they may have, for instance, um, you know, we podcast and we write and we love all this stuff. Yeah. You know, I may say like, oh, well, he's not into ministry though, but he's a video editor. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or he, so like, don't be closed off if they have to be exactly like you. That Then yeah. what's the point, you know? Yeah. It's really just more so, do you see you all's calling working together? Because if God has called you to be with somebody, if it is a mate for you, you all coming together should be more powerful than you were when you were apart. That really is what you should be seeing, you know? That's good. (laughs) You know, I mean, it's true though, you know, like I should be like, we should be like amping up. I mean, that's the point of connections and partnerships. I mean, when you put a plug in a wall, it's more powerful. It illuminates the light more. So if you're with somebody and it's dimming, your light is dimming. Yeah. And to a point where it's probably off, or you so distracted, it's always flickering. You can't mm-hmm. even keep the light on because of what's going on. Mm, you may want to like question some things about that. So I do think like you have to be open to God's way of that connection mm-hmm. and it helping you. Um, and then yeah, if you feel like you're being pulled more away from God, your relationship isn't deepening. 
something's going on there. If your light gets bigger by somebody making sure that the power is on, so when you plug it up, it actually mm-hmm. turns on. Yeah. It's okay. That's well, a good analogy. Your, you know, working on the yeah. light bulb, that's cool. Just <laughs> be open. You know, just, it yeah. should be growing, though. That's the main thing. It should be growing and not diminishing. That's, the That's so good. That's so good. And I feel like there's a little balance there because if we know who we are first and we know the like unique calling of our life, the, the special creation that we are to be made, to be alive at this time in history with these people, and we just realize how hand-selected that is by God, that there's kind of a deal-breaker nature in that where it's like, Okay, the A number one in my life says that this is what I'm here for. So if our lives don't fit together in that, then it's okay. Like go and do your purpose. This is mine. So that there is that sense of like, you're somewhat individual, but that there's an expectation from the beginning that you're a God seeker first and that you want that for your partner as well. You want him to be a God seeker first and that he has the same thing and that you're giving him the same space. And like you said, it may not look that your ministries at the outset, it may not be like, Oh, we both are podcasters. That's great. Right. Right. But, but if, (laughs) but if it's a, a person that, you know, if you're a really communicative outspoken type of person, but this person is the one who you turn and cry to and go, oh my gosh, I got this mean tweet or you know whatever. And that they're an encourager or that they're giving you yeah. different things to think about in your own personal walk, that there's a, a beauty that grows out of things that are not exactly the same. And so we do have to be, while we do have the deal breaker side yeah. on this one side, we do have to have this openness to the way that God would show us oh, yeah. how our mission fits in with someone else's. And I think when you're looking at, you know, middle age and you're looking at, you know, people who also have had pain and stuff like that, that it can be a little bit of a process to find somebody who has yeah. a mission that is that corresponds to yours or that has the same level of passion that you have. But it's like, don't give up. <laughs> <laughs> Don't settle. I think you had a good point about the. Um, at the end of the day, it really boils down to the whole: Are they on the same wavelength in regards to why you feel you're on Earth? Period. Mm-hmm. So, if I feel like, well, our whole purpose on Earth is to, you know, show the love of God through people and be able to um heal and help and encourage people, we're here for other people in the midst of that. God naturally takes care of us. And it's all about reconciling those relationships back to God because he wants as many children back with him, you know, Mm -hmm. in heaven. Mm -hmm. So if I feel like that's my calling, everything I do is going to match that. Figure out what do they feel like they're on earth for? Why do Mm -hmm. they go to work? Why do they do the things that they do? Figure out the why behind what they're doing. It's not about what they're doing. Why are they doing it? If you ask them why they're doing it, that will really show you like, I think that we have different visions. We're, I mean, our directions, it kind of goes back to the unequally yoked thing. You know, yes. it's not just about, is he a Christian and are you a Christian? That is not what that is about. Because a lot of Christians that they are unequally yoked. Mm-hmm. It is about, are we going the same direction? They says that because they put a yoke on two animals, hoping that they were going the same direction to plow and they had the same purpose. If y'all have two different purposes, you're stressed and stressed out. Your neck is breaking. Yeah. You're trying to go this way. You're trying to go. It just doesn't work. So just yeah. figure out the why to make sure that you all are pulling and plowing this land for the same reasons. You all are planting seeds for the same reason. Because at the end of the day, then a fire was going to come up. It may look a little different how you get there mm-hmm. sometimes, or they may be a little bit tougher than you are, or putting in more seeds at one point than you are, but it's all the same purpose. We want a flower to come up. Yeah. So I think just asking that why when guys bring up things they want to do, and that's going to help a lot. That helps that's a whole lot. so good. And I feel like that's such a great, that's a great like, myself. <laughs> You're like, I'm gonna write that down. <laughs> I feel like that's a great like 
like first date, second date type of question too, because it's like you get so stuck into this, like, so what do you do? And, you know, like, tell me about your family, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, no, I want to go straight to the, like, but what are you about? Yeah. 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 I really like that. It's not weird. <laughs> I had to for a little bit before I even go on a date. I'm just like, I'm like wasting my time. <laughs> we see we get along first over the phone before I even, you know. <laughs> well, and I guess there's different styles in that because, like, I, I, I will chat with somebody, especially because I've met a few people online. Like, I'll chat a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't need like long conversations on chatting. So it's like if I get the sense that you're kind of a safe person that we're at least on the same wavelength, then we can meet for coffee like really early. Yeah. I just get a better sense of people. I feel like when I meet them face to face to get that passion, like what, what really does passion look like in you? You know, how does that come out in the way that you talk about it? You know, when you talk about this, you can type a lot of things and I suppose it's the same as a phone call, you know, but you can, you can message a lot of things without really getting a sense for like, where that person's heart is, they might say all the perfect words. Yeah. But I want to see your facial expression. I want Mm -hmm. to, I mean, even to the point where you can tell, like I talk faster when I'm really passionate about something and I always have to tell people like, sorry, I'm getting off my soapbox now, (laughs) (laughs) you know, but I think, I think that when you really deeply are passionate about something, then you can identify in another person if they have that similar level of passion. Yeah. And, and it think- doesn't have to be expressed the way you express it. I had to learn that, um, you know, because usually opposites attract. Now, they don't mean opposites and um, beliefs and faith and things like right. that. But opposites as far as like personality dynamics, you know, I'm mm-hmm. expressive and da, 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 but I may not need to be with somebody like that. You have like two right. moms in the house, you know, like right. you don't need that. So, right. you know, you definitely have to figure out how to really kind of view and see that passion out of them and their different ways of expressing it and showing it. Gosh, I love that you just said that too, because I feel like when you're a really expressive, like extroverted demonstrative person, like I think you and I both are, it's really obvious to tell when somebody is super passionate about something. Although at the same time, it doesn't necessarily mean that because somebody can show that to you that they have follow through. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think it's important to kind of, walk with people for a little while and let it be a slow process because they can be really excited about something, but really not that engaged in it. And then on the flip side, you can meet someone who's not that overly expressive. Yeah. Or chatty about it, but man, their heart is in it and they're committed to it and they're day in, day out consistent. And so Mm -hmm. we have to, I think we have to ask God though, for guidance too, as we're meeting people to say, show me. Because I know where I got stuck before in a relationship was hearing the words that somebody was saying to me, but not watching the behaviors. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm all about, okay, you can tell me yeah. whatever it is you think I want to hear, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. I have to learn to slow it down over time and watch what your actions really um, say. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Cause I feel, and a lot of times you can just see that by those daily regular conversations. Like when you just ask and like, Oh, Hey, what you did today? You know, just, you can just see where people spend their time. That's where their heart is. When mm-hmm. people spend, you know, what they're doing much of the day. Like if I talk to people, they'd be like, Oh no. A lot of times they'll say, I don't want you to say ministry a lot. Like, what are you talking about? Cause I say it a lot. I'm like, Oh, I'm working and I'm doing this. And cause I usually just say what I'm doing throughout the day or mm-hmm. I express like, Oh, what's going on. I enjoy. So a lot of times even just asking them what they're doing throughout the day. If you're, what are they doing those seven days in a row that you, did yeah. they say the exact same thing every single day? Like, did they, did it come off like they were doing anything for other people? Are they very self-absorbed? Mm-hmm. You pick up on it. The problem is that we tend to ignore it because we're so concerned with meeting our desires of just having some form of companionship, mm-hmm. some form of somebody that likes us that we don't even pay attention to other stuff. And the reason why we do that is because we miss like, yes, it feels good to have somebody. Yes, it feels good to have somebody who cares about you and all that stuff. That's awesome. The Lord knows that we desire this. Nothing wrong with that. It's physical things that happen to us in our mind that we need it and we desire it. The mm-hmm. problem, though, is that 
we forget though the purpose of why God wanted companionship though. Mm-hmm. And then we forget the fact that we're supposed to be iron sharpens iron. We're supposed to be coming together. So when you get distracted by like, oh, he always called me beautiful and he's yeah. always there. And he texts me every day and yada, 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 yada. And it feels good. But what is he truly doing for you in your life? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I could bring you 10 people right now that tell you look good. That don't yeah. mean much, you know? So I think yeah. that we see that stuff. We just ignore it because we just want to feel good, you know? Yeah. And it just, it feels good. And that's why, honestly, I feel like it's so important to find your calling because people don't realize a lot of the fulfillment that you're looking for in dating and relationships, it's like 10 times better when you're walking in your calling. I mean, the mm-hmm. feeling is amazing. I mean, yeah. it is amazing. I mean, it's just like, that's what you were made for. Yeah. And, it, and it shows you that you are more than just the possibility of a wife and a mom and a friend. I called you to be this. If you were a toaster and, and like somebody finally put some bread in you. <laughs> And they toast their own. The toaster is like, man, I can make some good toast. You know, like, and it's like the thick bread. It's not just like the wimpy little <laughs> white bread slices. It's like, sourdough. This is this is the stuff with like the nuts and the seeds on the outside. <laughs> yes. Oh my god, it's funny. Yes, you know, it just it makes a big difference. And I think when I first like had a moment of walking in my calling. The high that I was on, I was like, mm-hmm. I'm not getting wrong. I still desire relationships. That's mm-hmm. a, but it goes back to like, they supplement you who you are. It's a supplement. It's not yeah. everything. It's not yeah. your completion. It's not your fulfillment. It is a supplement to your life. So I think that when you find that fulfillment and you find peace and joy, you pick partners better, way better. That's you know 100% all, true. Yeah. Chloe and I have both had deeply healing experiences through counseling. And so I'd like to take a quick break from our conversation to mention our sponsor, Faithful Counseling. Faithful Counseling is Christian counseling that is available to you on the go through an app. And through that app, you can chat with your counselor or schedule video sessions and talk about some of the things that might be difficult as you walk through this season and gain some perspective, not only on your thoughts and your feelings, but also understand things from a Christian biblical lens. If you have been considering Christian counseling and you'd like to give Faithful Counseling a try, you can get 10% off of your first month by going to getfaithful.com forward slash single mom. The thing that I found very, very deeply was that purpose was such an antidote to loneliness and Mm -hmm. that loneliness can make us so just long for connection that we'll take it at any cost or we'll settle. And so, you know, I even think about like, okay, you could see a guy's dating profile, for example, and maybe he's got a picture that he went on a mission trip. And so all of a sudden now you're thinking like, oh, he's super committed to his calling because this one picture is on there. But just like you were saying, you know, with like watching somebody over time and what do they talk about? What kind of things are they engaged in? When you are doing that, and that's literally like the most, the thing that gets you out of bed in the morning, you notice so much more readily whether or not somebody else is fueled the same way. Mm-hmm. And I've had conversations where I'm looking across a person, across a table at coffee with a person and going, wow, I really respect you, mm-hmm. you know, because you can tell that their calling is so important to them. And it's like, I'm like, wow, I don't even, if even we don't go out anymore or we're not lined up, we're not supposed to be together. Like I respect what you're doing with your life. And I'm just honored to have this interaction with you because it fuels me to do my connection, to do my calling more and better. And so then I'm connecting on a level of mutual admiration and respect and Mm -hmm. the depth of faith and character and all those things that really are long-term and what God really desires for us in super fulfilling relationships. And then not just settling for the, like, as you said, like, oh, you're beautiful or, you know, these little, little gifts or, you know, going out to meals or, you know, this kind of stuff, like those are so easy. But I think when you think about the long-term of life and the fact that you will have ups and downs and things like that, like what kind of person do you want 
going through that part with you. I think we often think too much about the like, oh, this feels really good right now. But we don't think about like, does this person have the ability because they know God has called them and put a purpose on their life? Do they have the ability to weather the storms of life, knowing fully that all the storms they go through, that God is using it for their purpose as well? Yeah, their outlook, their their total paradigm on life makes a huge difference when it comes to like that potential partner, that companionship, that compatibility. Because I mean, the way they look at things is going to really, it's going to really affect how they adjust to those storms, to that suffering that happens if they can keep going. And I think. A key to it, too, is that when it comes to your calling and purpose um, is that God knows what you need before you even ask for it. And he knows you. So, like, I know that I'm like a wake up in the morning. Let's go. Like, like I got my list. I mean, I am just zoned in with the things I have to do. And, you know, for me, I would think, oh, I should be with somebody who wants to be this way as well. And we just, you know, whatever. But I actually dated people who I didn't realize, like, I don't need somebody amping me up. I'm pretty doggone amped up myself. I need somebody. (laughs) You know, Chloe, you don't have to do anything for me. Just, just. You know, and it took me being to myself and um, actually, honestly, after the divorce and being to myself, I've been working a lot of self-care. So um, I get a massage once a month. Now, y'all, I'm not rich. I'm just, I, I save up for this. Mm-hmm. I'm budget for it. Mm-hmm. You know, I get my nails done every three weeks. I get a massage once a month. Um, I give my dog to somebody for the weekend. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, like, but I did that because it really taught me like Chloe, like you give me, you give me, you give me, you moving, you moving, you moving. And it's so true. You gotta let yourself rest. You gotta let yourself be filled up too. Mm-hmm. And you may need a partner who allows you to just be filled and taken care of. And he lets you run around and do your thing. And that's what you need. Like mm-hmm. you may be just sufficient in your calling enough to God, like. I just need somebody to come into her life to like relax her sometimes. Um, yeah. I was actually watching this video. It was like some video on Facebook that was going around. And they had like Michelle Obama and all these different um, really uh, renowned black women. And one mm-hmm. said, don't let your hustle get in the way of your health. I'll never forget that. Ooh, and that's I, good. Yes. And I was like, <laughs> if I never judge or what's the word I'm looking for, totally write off people. I just don't. You can mm-hmm. learn from anybody. Anybody, yeah. everybody has some wisdom with, with faith it, that everybody has something. And when she said that, I, so I do what I need to do for myself and I take a week off each month. That's just what I do. And God has shown me, even when you're resting, I can still be working. You know what I mean? Like in the mm-hmm. midst of what you're already done. It's been times that I've taken breaks, Michelle, and mm-hmm. it seemed like my stuff was gearing up on its own when I was away. You know, mm-hmm. I have to be filled. I mean, Jesus went away for days and mm-hmm. he did, so, you know, just it goes back to the open thing. You know, you make sleep side to help you rest and just yeah. take care of you, you know? Yeah, that's really good. I think, too, because we so often will think about like, oh, this is what I need. Like, this is what this person should look like, but this is yeah. what they should be like, engaged you don't in. Know. Sit down. Yeah. <laughs> And I think, I think there are some of those basics that we've talked about, for example, like how their character comes out in the way that they live their life, but we don't have to have all the details like wrapped up in a tidy little package to be like, oh, he's going to look like this. He's going to talk like this and he's going to care about this. And (laughs) well, I think two people have that um, paradigm worldview that is this one person out there for it? Mm. I don't believe that. that mm-hmm. um, it, I don't see that anywhere in the Bible. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to still figure out what it is in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think all you have to do is just realize like God knows what you need. And on top of that, he's aware that you need companionship. He saw that in Adam and he provided that. Um, now we are in a different generation, a lot of stuff going on. Men are different in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. But the point is that be open to the fact that there isn't just this one person. I think because people are looking for that, they get real, is he the one? No, there is no one. It's really just more so of like, is he a good candidate? That's really how you should look Mm. at it. I mean, it goes back to like when we're voting for presidents, it's a couple of candidates. Like, you know, have candidates that fit what you, your vision is and what you believe. I'm going to vote for that guy. You know, yeah. so don't think it's just one person or if you didn't work out with this one person, 
that, oh, I will never get married or that's not true. God's coming. The main thing God cares about is being equally yoked. The main thing you will see him say things about in partners in the Bible is he didn't like it when they would get with people that would deter him from God. That mm-hmm. was his main thing, whether that was a different faith or just because of how they acted. All he cares about, are they deterring you from me? I don't want you mm-hmm. to be. It's a, it's a couple of men out there. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Well, you know, and I think too, we, a lot of times we'll get caught up in this feeling like, am I wasting my time? You know, and certainly, yes, there are places where it's like, that's not, that's not a, that's not a fertile planting ground. You know, that's not a place where you're going to have harvest, you know, but that sometimes we do have to take some steps to get to know somebody slowly over time. And that, but if this is a person who's trustworthy, this is a person of good character that we're going to grow spiritually in the process too. And that God's going to develop things in us, develop things in our ability to relate to people or to hear and see and have discernment. And so we don't have to worry so much about wasting time if we know that we're seeking spiritual growth in a relationship because regardless then we should be we'll experience spiritual growth in the dating process as well so we can just kind of slow it down (laughs) you have to ask yourself if you feel like you're wasting time it must be something that was in your mind that you wanted what was wasting Mm -hmm. time because you didn't get a ring out of it Mm-hmm. It was wasting time because you didn't get married. It's like you said, if you're looking at it as more of a spiritual growth process, mm-hmm. you really can't learn from every person that you meet. Yeah. It's guys that I've dated that it was like little nuggets of wisdom they would say while we were talking, whether because they noticed something about me. It was one guy I dated. He had said a couple of things I noticed. I was like saying like, yeah, remember this? My friend of mine said this or mm-hmm. you know what I mean? my husband. It just means, you know, maybe I'm supposed to learn that, you yes. know, and many times, like, don't assume that every nice guy that you connect with is your husband. It's like, not the case. Sometimes <laughs> a seasonal friend, sometimes yeah. it's just God trying to sh- show you something about your life. Mm-hmm. And I think it goes back to what you said. If you think you're wasting your time, that means you have a goal in your mind for every man, every man that you come across. I want to get married and have children one day. Mm-hmm. So unless you get that from him. Yeah wasting your time like yeah. that's that's just not how you should look at it yeah. always be open to god's will about that relationship and plan but i do agree with you if you see that land has is dry and has rocks and the sun never comes out on top of it yeah. never, <laughs> why are you over there again? yeah 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 you know, like, <laughs> don't waste too much time like yeah don't struggle don't you know don't be yes <laughs> oh chloe this is so good I want to know, you touched a little bit on finding your purpose. And we talked a little bit about exploring those giftings. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so if there's someone who's listening, who is like, I barely know, I barely have time with my kids and my work and all this stuff to really like explore my giftings or, you know, those kind of things. Like, what would you say to a woman who is starting at the bare bones and like wants to figure this out, wants to do this well, but doesn't Not exactly sure, like, know how where to, to start. Find yeah. it. And I mean, well, always one, I always say prayer, like it's number one, you have the Holy Spirit riding with, residing within you. He does speak to you, but you need to give yourself quiet time. But I know people have lives and children, you know, when it's quiet in your house though. Um, if it's important enough for you to know your calling, realizing that if you, first of all, put in your mind that following your calling is going to be the most fulfillment you have in your life. Because mm-hmm. it has to be important to you for you to take time out for it. If you know that 4.30 in the morning is when it's the quietest in your house, even if you can't do it every day, maybe if it's just once a week that I'm going to wake up at 4.15 and pray, like, and write. Just, it's just one. Lord says, if you seek him, if you knock, he will answer. If you mm-hmm. seek him, you will find him. If you take that time out to do it, he will do it. So first, you got to make finding your calling a priority. It has to be important to you. Because if it's not, you're not going to do any of those other things. That's just it. Uh, number two, prayer. Like, you need to, you know, really seek God about it. Number three, get basic. Take a gifts assessment test. Like, it really does help. Like, my church does one as you, like, come becoming a member. Mm-hmm. Um, but literally, you can Google gifts, free gifts assessment tests. Yeah. And you really can. And, like, I, I wish I could remember the one I would suggest. 
I mean, if they want to, they can come to go to my site at chloemgoon.com. And I, I'm a big resource person. So I will send you the one to take. You Perfect. know, because <laughs> I love like giving out resources. But just take one. It's really good. I mean, that was the first time that when I think when I took one, I saw that was my gift to like teach and shepherd. And, you know, it didn't even say preacher. And I was glad it didn't say preacher. But it was like, it even said legitimately like, you know, not necessarily like whole stuff be over a church it explained it better like more of a shepherd teacher way mm-hmm. so yeah google's gift assessment test so they can you know go on my site at clubgun.com i will email you one that you can take yeah. um after you do that i would write down things that you have heard over your life spoken over you that people say you're good at mm-hmm. write that down oh my god like your voice is so distinctive oh my god like every time you're around me I just feel so at peace. Oh, I just love when you pray for me. Mm-hmm. It's just nothing like it. Oh, I mean, you had all those people come to Christ just because you told your story. That type of stuff. Those things where people just are reminding you you're impactful. Oh my God, my children just love when you are around. Like just figure, like write that stuff down. It's something that has been said and repeated to you a lot. Mm-hmm. You need to go over that too. Also, mm-hmm. it talks about the different gills. Isn't it Corinthians? Ooh. Yes. Okay. <laughs> no, we're <talking> <laughs> like, wait, well, there's two of them. So, <laughs> uh, but if you Google like Bible gills, yeah. oh my God. But you know, about the teacher, the evangelist, the prophet, you know, the person that's a prophet, the prayer, you know, all of that stuff. It talks about the different gills and how it can work and force the kingdom. Yeah. So I will go there as well. I would probably say, those are the four things I would do. But lastly, like we talked about, please remember that it's a process. Start where you are. Where you are right now is a part of your calling and a part of your gifting. You just need to figure out which one is your gift and not necessarily just a talent because it's different. I have a lot of talents. I can act, I can sing, I do a lot of stuff. That don't necessarily mean it's my gift though. Um, mm-hmm. For instance, it's a, and then also even when the midst of that, look at your... T- typical daily vocation, God is just like kind of already probably has you around your calling and gift. Mm-hmm. It's probably just you not noticing it and not mm-hmm. paying attention to it. And you probably aren't because you're really focused on this role that you asked for for years. And you think that's all you are. You're more mm-hmm. than just a mom. You're more than just a wife. You're more than just a, I don't know, a banker, whatever that, whatever it may be. It's a gifting in that. And don't assume that you can't walk in your gifting in your current position. Even as a banker, I remember off and on, I would meet people and would end up like encouraging them in the line or Mm -hmm. people that I would just impact and they would bring me flowers out of nowhere. Um, So don't assume that you can't walk in your gift where you are. Like you you can do it wherever you are. That's what he has you there for a reason. So don't assume like you got to go like quit your job. Yeah, no, you're totally right. I think sometimes too, we think like calling has to be that, like, I start a Bible study in, you know, like, you put it in a box. For yeah, sure. like it has to look a certain way, or, and it may, it may be that, you know, it may be if you feel as you grow and those kind of things that there's a need for that in wherever you're planted, then yeah, go after that. But we limit, I think, sometimes our understanding because it has, we think it has to look a certain way. And it's, it's so even, to start so wonderful to just be an encourager in a place, like you said, like a bank where it's just people yeah. are coming in there to do transactional things. They're not expecting to be shown the light of Christ. Right. Cause you absolutely. see so many people like that's what people yeah. don't, you know what I mean? Like you gotta yeah. look at it that way. Like we're yeah. impactful. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, as well, like the things that we're doing in our kids' lives, that's a huge ministry in and of oh itself. Yeah. But I think again, that's another place where sometimes we can feel like our hands are tied when it's like, but I'm doing this by myself, but I, you know, I'm not doing it perfectly you know, and that kind of thing. And it's like, there's in these imperfect spaces, the whole point of our purpose and our calling is that God would be magnified, that God's grace and his glory would be shown. And actually the less qualified that we might feel or the weaker that we show up, you know, that may feel like it's not like that at all. I mean, we never heard a lot about Mary. You know what I mean? Like all we heard about Mary really was that she was a virgin. And she met Joseph, you know, Mm -hmm. and she had Jesus and, you know, she took care of him and developed him. So like being, oh my God, like think about just that example. Yeah. I mean, how you could be holding, like, you know, feeding a TD Jakes, a 
I mean, it don't even have to be big people like that. The next yeah. person that's going to start a school in a country that doesn't have Bibles. Like, oh, that's good. Yeah. That in itself is so significant, you know? Yeah. So that could be your purpose. Your whole purpose and calling in life was to birth Jesus. Mm. I just want you to birth Jesus. That mm. is, and in your mind, it's so small, but oh yeah. my God, yeah. that is not small. I mean, I feel like parenting children is, that is a major calling. That yeah. is a major role. And it's so, I love that you said that because actually I got a text from my dad today. So cute. It was just like, oh. I am so proud of what you're doing. And I was just like, thank you. I'm 38 and I still want to oh. hear, I'm proud of you, <laughs> you know? And it's just like those little things. And we can do that in our kids' lives every single day. And mm-hmm. that no matter what they grow up to do, that that they would know God's love through even just those little bits of encouragement that we can give, no matter how much we feel our hands are tied, it still is impactful in oh, yeah. our kiddos coming to understand the love of God. Mm-hmm. So wrapping up, this has been so much fun. Yeah. And I just want to know as we're you know kind of parting here, I ask every guest at the end of the show, the same question. And that is, if there's just one last thing that you would want a single mom to know, what would it be? I would say, realize how special you are to God. I mean, I think women sometimes, we do not realize like, we are like God's gems, I'm telling you. Like, we really are. And it's not saying that man is insignificant. That's what I'm saying. I'm just saying that, Women hold a really special place in God's heart. So don't ever think that you aren't significant because of your dating life. Don't ever think that you're not significant because you're divorced. Don't think you're not significant because your child veered off and has become an addict. Don't think that you did something wrong. You are doing the best you can with the tools that you have. You have a God that has everything that you need and everything that your children need. And not only that, he cares about your children more than you care about your children. So think about how much you think about your children. And I want you to multiply that times like infinity. Mm. You don't have to worry about your children. You don't have to worry about what's going to come of them. If you truly ask God to give you the daily bread that you need, don't think about next week, daily. He's going to give you and your children exactly what they need. Take away the anxiety, take away the worry, take away the fear. God is covering you and your children and he cares about you all more than you could ever even fathom. So there's never nothing to worry about. He knows what you need. If that means a partner coming back into your life to help you with your children, that's what will happen. Or it could just be a neighbor that comes around and helps you with your kids. Do not close off his way of providing the need. Just let him provide the need and you just ask him and just tell him what you need, but no, he's going to give you that and more. And it may not look the way you expected it to be. That's what I would say. Uh, I'm just like, I'm so filled up by you just saying that. Thank you Uh-oh. so much. <laughs> like, I'm so warm. My heart's so warm right now. <laughs> oh, Chloe, I want to know if you would just um, tell listeners about your resources and how they can connect with you. So um, it's always good to go to my site um, at ChloeMGooden.com. I just came out actually with the book, The Breakup, How to Let Go of Your Ex, Heal, Forgive, and Move Forward. That's really the best way to connect with me to see all of the social media. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. So I would say there. And Pinterest. I know you all are on Pinterest. Mm -hmm. I know you're there. Oh, yeah. Chloe Chloe Good Ministries on there as well. So yeah, that's always the best way. Just go to my site. It has a ton of resources. Great. And I will link to it in the show notes to make it easy for everybody to find it. Also, Chloe and I did an episode on her podcast together, two-parter. That was so much fun. And I'm going to link that as well. So I just love you, Michelle. I love you. Thank you so much. (laughs) In this conversation, Chloe mentioned how discovering yourself actually can help you to have a greater sense of your unique gifts and how God would put those to use through the course of your life. And I've developed some resources through agapemoms.com to help with that process. 
The main one is the e-course from Lonely to Alive, A Single Mom's Guide to Life and Love. And in that, I guide you through seven very short exercises that you can use throughout the course of your life and as you journey through to discover what are those unique things that God has placed inside of you and walk more in your calling. And in the meantime, how that can help you handle feelings of loneliness. You can find the links to that e-course in the show notes or at agapemoms.com. Additionally, I'd like to let you know about some other resources you'll find there in the show notes. The first is our private Facebook group, Beloved Collective. And all you need to do to become a member of that group is go to Facebook and search for us at Agape Moms. And then you'll see the groups tab there. And when you click on that, you can submit a request to join the group. Additionally, you can follow Agape Moms on Instagram at Agape Moms. Each episode of the podcast also has a weekly guided scripture meditation video that goes along with it. And in it, we reflect on the encouragement that God's word has for us and then reflect on ways that we can take what we're hearing in the podcast and apply it into our lives. If you'd like to receive notifications when those videos become available, you can subscribe to the Agape Moms YouTube channel. Lastly, I want to thank you so much for your subscriptions and your rankings and your reviews. They are such a boost to me to hear the things that God is doing in your lives. And they also help other women to discover that, hey, there is a community of people just like me here. And that's really what our calling is all about, is drawing together to celebrate the things that God is doing in our lives. And as you reflect on that after this episode, I just pray that you would know that you are seen and you are beloved.